G'day everybody and welcome back to another segment from Markham's Invisible Strength podcast series. Today's segment is extracted from the opening of a webinar held in June 2019 with Dr. John Belkowitz of Intelligent Concrete. The webinar was titled Steel Corrosion in Concrete and it touches on the science of how reinforcing steel corrodes and why we care about this. This segment shares the first quarter hour or so and we'll be sharing further segments over the next couple of weeks. You can find the YouTube link to the hour-long webinar in full in the notes on our podcast page. Welcome everybody to this uh, webinar hosted by Markham with our guest speaker, Dr. John Balkowitz. Today's seminars on concrete, the corrosion of reinforcing steel and concrete. And we're gonna take a look into right back to the basics of why it actually happens and you know what what are the effects of it when it happens in concrete and then what what's the technologies available to help us uh, deal with it and in particular um, we're going to take a look at the colloidal silica hydrogel so I'll let I'll hand over to Dr. John Balkowitz now and he will introduce himself and then continue with his presentation so over to you John all right, thank you very much, Doug. Pleased to meet y'all. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to be here. I'm actually not in New Zealand. I'm in beautiful Colorado in the United States of America, and it is 4 p.m. here on a bright, beautiful summer day. And I am shutting off my webcam just so we can create a better uh, presentation environment. So let's start this off. Okay, so like Dougie said, uh, welcome to the presentation. What we're gonna be going over today is managing corrosion of reinforcing steel with colloidal silica hydrogel technologies. What I'd like to do first, before we get into the meat of the presentation, is to give you a quick overview of what we're gonna be talking about today. First and foremost, an introduction to who I am, who I work for, and what I do for a living. Uh, outside of that, we're gonna get into the purpose of this presentation, and there's three big ticket walkaway items that I want you to be able to answer at the end of this presentation. And after that, we're gonna get into the meat of the presentation, which is defining corrosion of reinforcing steel, and then looking at hydrogel technologies, and then of course combining the two, why do we care? Why are we sitting on this presentation? After that, I'll wrap it up with a concise summary, and then open up the floor for any questions. So like Doug said, uh, I, I love concrete. My name is Dr. John Belkowitz. I'm the director of R&D and Intelligent Concrete where we specialize in uh, making your concrete stronger and last longer, saving the world with all the concrete in it. And when my wife and I created this, this company, what we wanted to do is bring what we understood about commercial technologies or commercial laboratories, real world concrete with what we've seen in university basements and ultimately connecting the bookcrete to the lab creek, to the real creek. And ultimately, that's what we do for the industry. We're technical representatives, liaisons, who bring those new and emerging technologies to the industry on a very altruistic level. We talk about the basic understanding of the science and how it's going to benefit concrete. So that's why we're here today, and that's what I want to focus on today. So that really dives into the purpose so the purpose of our presentation today, there's three things I want you to walk away with. One, what is corrosion of reinforcing steel? Now, I don't, I don't mean for you to be an expert in it, but I want you to understand, understand some of the basic science and 
I am going to leave a lot of the technical mumbo jumbo out, but I want you to understand the basic science of it because with that understanding of the basic science, you'll see how the colloidal silica hydrogel technology will effectively manipulate the concrete to create a greater service life or concrete with greater steel corrosion resiliency. So after we go over the corrosion of reinforcing steel, then we'll look at the hydrogel technology, the basics of it, and then finally attach the two and why do we care about hydrogel technologies with reinforcing steel. So with that, um, we're gonna go ahead and jump into, again, why we're here today. Now, there are 600,000 concrete bridges in our national inventory here in the US, establishing a $48 billion a year industry. Of that, $8.3 billion of concrete or of money is put back into those concrete infrastructure every year to deal with the maintenance associated with physical and chemical attack. Now, you know, this is the why do we care? Now, the unfortunate reality is when mild steel or any type of steel is exposed to a wet temperature uh, or a wet environment in a standard temperature, we're going to see rapid corrosion, especially if there's chlorides uh, present. The reasons why we care about it is because um, unless special corrosion or precautions are taken, the life of most structures from bicycles to bridges, from buckets to battleships is limited by the wet corrosion. And that, that goes for this reinforced concrete that we see in front of us. Now the annual bill in the United Kingdom for replacing corroded comp components or preventing steel corrosion is somewhere around 4 billion pounds or 7 or 7 billion US dollars. And this happens whether or not you're in a marine environment with our brackish water, fatigue from flash and tidal zones and ultimately this abrasive wear from the tides and the impact of the chemistry of the seawater, it creates what we see in front of us right now. This reduction in the service life of a concrete structure and it doesn't have to be in just a marine environment. It can also be in your car parks. Any place where we have dynamic loads, where we have abrasion from wire or from, from traffic, and then we also have some water from vehicles, we can create the environment for steel corrosion. So again, with our car parks, you might not have the brackish in seawater directly but indirectly that water or just water itself can come from either rain or from cars and then with all the dynamic loads and the cracking we can get that breakdown of the concrete and as you see in front of you that bleeding of the concrete from uh, steel corrosion so let's get into the science of reinforcing steel and again I, I want to go over the basics of it why it's important in the operational world this is what we see we see a concrete structure, um, and you know this is a decking uh, over brackish or marine water. We can see that the chlorides in the water have really eaten away at the steel through the concrete, and of course, the steel has expanded, causing the concrete to pop off, and ultimately, that structure is slowly deteriorating, shortening its design surface, service life. This is the operational world. This is the rudimentary world that we live in where we have a rudimentary diagram showing what the concrete system we are looking at looks like. And ultimately, we have a concrete decking that relies on concrete beams and columns to support not only the dead weight or the permanent load, but the live or dynamic loads that go across those, 
that decking, whatever it's going to be used for. And ultimately, we've got to make sure that all that concrete is densified so that the steel is going to be stronger and last longer. And why do we care about steel? Inherently, all of us know that concrete is poor intention. When you squeeze concrete, it's very strong. But the unfortunate reality is concrete is very weak in tension. If you look at ACI 318 or the Universal Building Code, there are certain values that assume or certain equations that assume that the tensile strength of concrete is about 10% of the compressive strength. So when we build these concrete structures, we put reinforcing steel where it says moment reinforcement and shear reinforcement within the concrete to take up those loads, those tensile and shear loads that would cause catastrophic failure. So that's looking down the cross section of those beams that would hold up that decking, cross section looking down the beam. So uh, again, what we're seeing is you have, so you have steel on the top, steel on the bottom. Those are gonna be your, your tensile steer ca carrying steel members. And then what we're not seeing here is our shear reinforcement, and those are called stirrups, and they're like these U-shaped members. But again, you don't have a lot of concrete. You have two inches of concrete that are covering up the steel on either end. And, you know, if, if there's any deterioration from those dynamic loads or from freezing and thawing or just from the placement of the concrete, and we create a porous environment on those two inches, we can start creating those vicious deterioration cycles. And this is why we care about all of this. Again, that concrete is going to support, when we look at a steel beam, it kind of smiles, where the top portion of the beam is at the top of the smile, it's being compressed, and the bottom of the beam is at the bottom of that smile, and it's in a tensile state. So again, we need a certain amount of steel to take up that tensile load, and if there's a lot of it, we have this double reinforced section. But again, once that steel starts failing, we go from a concrete structure that has running room to it to a concrete structure that's going to catastrophically fail. So we want to stay in this tensile failure where there's running room. We can start seeing the structure fall apart to this. We don't want to go to this catastrophic failure where it all of a sudden falls down without you know, a warning sign. And all of this relates back to corrosion. And corrosion, again, this is that cross-section again. I've turned it gray for concrete brown for our steel we've got to take a closer look when we're talking about steel corrosion because steel corrosion doesn't occur just on a macroscopic that's almost the after effect the secondary effect it it it, it, it occurs at a micro level so not only do we have to look at the steel at a macroscopic we also have to look at it at a microscopic go down to the interface between the steel and concrete and don't forget, within our concrete, there is an excessive amount of water. So let's focus on that point where the water, concrete, and steel intersect. And we're left with this, this abraded ion section, this steel with aerated water interface. So the reaction that we've got going on here, first we start on our bottom left-hand corner where we have iron atoms that pass into solution in the water. So you see that bottom, that two electrons with the iron that leave to the left and they transport this iron uh, oxide to the right into this aerated water. The second part of that is 
they are conducted through the metal to a place where the oxidant reduction reaction can take place to consume the electrons. And that's going up to that oxygen plus yet to our four electrons to give us our hydroxide there. And then from there, this reaction generates our hydroxide ions, which then combine with ions, with our iron, iron ions to form hydrated iron oxide. But instead of forming on the surface, because it can just form on the surface, it can also form in other different phases. And these are based on three cases. So there's three types of this reaction that are going on. It's either going to form in this air-rated water around the concrete or within the concrete, or it can form at the interface between the iron and the water, or it can form at the interface between the iron and the rust itself. Over time, what we see happening is that rust layer, that pacification layer, passivation layer, starts increasing until we finally get this protective layer. Now, if we were to stop time right here, this would be great. Now, I really want you to hear that for a second because not all corrosion of steel is bad. We want that initial corrosion. We want to create that protective layer, but then what we want to do is to protect that protective layer because once we depassivate that protective layer, once we break down that rust, it has to occur again to protect the steel. And it's going to occur again, especially if we have water and ions present. So I, I do want to spend a few minutes going into what is a colloidal silica hydrogel technology. And remember, what I want to go back to is why do we care? Now that we know that steel corrosion is exacerbated by the transportation of water and ions, what we want to try to do is limit the migration of water and the migration of ions into concrete. And you're gonna see here in a little bit how we can do that with colloidal silica hydrogels. So that's it for today. Keep an eye on our Invisible Strength Media site for more segments to come.